Hello, everyone, and welcome to Six Figure Souls, doing good and making money. This is a very special season seven, highlighting my co-authors of our new collaborative book project, The Ultimate Guide to Becoming a Successful Soul Professional. I'm your host, Camille Miller. I am also pioneer for the soul professional movement and lead author of this book. Today, we are interviewing Dr. Sanza Curtis. She is a naturopathic doctor and a co-author in our book, um, Dr. Sanza, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Camille. You are thank so you. welcome. So I want to first let our uh, listeners know a little bit more about you, who you are, where you practice, and then I'm going to ask all the, the whys in your journey. So do you want to start us off by just uh, telling us a little bit about you and your practice? Well, my practice is in Roswell, Georgia, and mm -hmm. I've been here actually I looked 15 uh, at 515 was actually nine years that I've been in this spot. So oh, it's like, oh my happy God. Anniversary. So Thank yeah. you. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, but I started this practice. I started on consulting and then I was helping other people. And I'm like, I'm helping other people make money. Why don't I just do this myself? Yeah. So I started my practice in 2014 and it was, it has been wonderful we survived the actually we thrived during COVID so that was like really because everybody wanted to be like I now want to be healthy so COVID actually for, for a lot of people was negative but for my business it was a positive thing so that was one good thing out of that I am a mother of four and a grandmother of four so that is my claim to fame Okay. Oh, doctor amazing. is not my pride. Grandmother is my pride. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I absolutely get it. Oh my goodness. That is amazing. So is your practice is completely virtual? It's a hybrid. So okay. I do virtual. It was initially in 2014, it was a full fledged practice. Okay. And I had to pivot when COVID came. And so legally I have to touch the patient once a year. So I have the patient come in. Uh, I do the initial visit virtually, and that's where we sit down and just gather information because that decreases the amount of contact between me and the patient. So my initial consultation may take an hour and a half. I, so it's not your typical doctor appointment. And then I have them come back into the office, and then that's when we do the physical exam. I draw their blood, and we get um, body composition, uh, and that happens on their second visit. Well, it's actually the second part of the first visit. So it, together, it's their initial consultation, but we okay. break it up into that. Awesome. So for um, people that may be unaware of a naturopathic medicine or a doctor or a practice, can you just explain a little bit of how that differs from maybe Western medicine or the, you know, typical what people think? Because you can be a primary care physician in Georgia. You can. you can. I am a physician assistant as well. Okay. Okay. So, so I so naturopaths aren't licensed in the state of Georgia. So technically, I'm okay. a physician assistant yeah. natural mm -hmm. na uh, natural provider. Um, but you know the truth of the matter is, Camille, all medicine starts from plants. So, <laughs> you're preaching to the choir <laughs> yeah. so when people want to see what's the difference is it's the synthesization of it and that's what that's what happened i remember when i started school you know years ago in mid 90s that you know the first thing was lifestyle medicine you know you did mm -hmm. six months and then you put somebody on 
blood pressure medicine or diabetes medicine or that type that you give a person a chance to, to correct that. But bringing forward to 2020 or even, you know, 2020, 2023, it's not that. It's like, okay, you got one reading high blood pressure. All right. One reading of elevated blood pressure, we're putting on this med. There, yeah. see it. You know, we don't even have the time. And then we, we, we changed. Like you go to the doctor. Like I said earlier, I spent an hour and a half. Most of the time, it's a seven minute visit. They did yeah. a research at seven minutes. What can you gather out of a seven minute visit? You can't gather any information. I look at your history. I look at your happened to your parents. I look at how you were born. I look at the triggers and I look at, you know, all the illnesses and how they stack upon each other because that gives me the roadmap. That it lets me know what happened in your life and what point that, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. You right. Know? But people think I got sick January 21st, 1999. But when I look at that history, I'm like, no, it was brewing all here. It was yeah. brewing, brewing and brewing. And then you had a stressful event and that's when the wheels came off. So that's different in seeing a, uh, a naturopath. We, we look at lifestyle modifications first, and we look at getting to the root cause of the issue. Um, I, had a in, I had an incident yesterday. This lady was so fixated on metabolic syndrome. How are you going to fix my metabolic syndrome? How are you going to fix my metabolic syndrome? And I said, after I did the history, I said, you're not sleeping. If you're not sleeping, you're... Um, your cortisol goes up, your cortisol, so your insulin goes up, your insulin goes up, you got weight resistance. And your insulin resistance was equals weight resistance. So the root cause of your metabolic syndrome is not your metabolic syndrome. That's a manifestation of the disease. We need to get to the root cause and let's get you sleeping. And then we'll deal with the metabolic syndrome. Wow. <laughs> People aren't used to that. <laughs> <laughs> they want to just fix it. I want to fix it. Now. Give me a pill. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so did you always want to be a, matru a naturopath or was it something you grew into from a different career? Um, I always wanted to do medicine. Okay. And my grandmother was an inspiration because my grandmother, my parents, my dad was in the military mm -hmm. and my grandmother was from rural Arkansas. And back in those days, I mean, I don't think she went to a first doctor until she got on Medicare. She was 65. So they all home remedies and all that. We grew up. With that. And then when I grew up in the military, you dared to go to the hospital because you may be there two or three days. I mean, I mean, at two or three hours waiting for an appointment. So I grew up taking these remedies. I grew up on this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we went to Germany and Germany. It's all about natural. They have an apothecary. They don't have a pharmacy. They have an apothecary. I didn't know that. Yes. So a lot of their team, they, they want tincture. And so when I was older and experienced that, then I just knew that I wanted to do medicine. And it was my grandmother, really. And when she was ill, when she got ill, I really believe she had an autoimmune disorder, but we didn't even know what that was back in those days. Right. And I remember going into her cabinet. I remember it to this day. She had a sliding cabinet and she kept her pills on the very top shelf. And she, I would get her shoebox as a teenager and she had a shoebox full of pills. And by the time she died, she had graduated to her second shoebox. So she was just a pill pump. Oh my goodness. That's all they gave her. A pill for this and a pill for that, a pill for that. 
So at that point, I knew that I need something had to be done, that mm -hmm. that wasn't a way of living. And so I wanted to do medicine. I started off in medical technology. And then I wanted to be a med, uh, working in the lab. And then life happened, got married, divorced, found myself single mom with two kids. And I'm like, what do I do now? Yeah, I got to make money for these kids. So uh, then I went back to school to be a PA. Nice. And coming out of your PA um, practice, did you know at that point you were sticking to naturopathic medicine or did, or was your PA program part of naturopathic medicine? No, my PA no, I program think so. <laughs> I can say I learned a lot and I wouldn't trade my journey for the world because I use a lot of that knowledge that I did learn. So okay. now it's a marriage. I got the Western married, the Eastern, and now we have a nice little baby and it's okay. Big. So, and uh, I, so I understand both sides and I think we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater because I think understanding, like if I'm having a heart attack, don't give me an herb, you know, yeah. you know, if I got MRSA, don't give me an herb, you know, give me something that's going to get me but better. We are great in the medical world of treating acute Agreed. issues, yeah. Yeah. but we have not mastered the chronic illness. And that's where I that's where my love is. Mm -hmm. So I was just tired of being a pill for an ill. Yeah. Working with people coming in. I was doing ENT and surgery. And one lady came in and they had one twin. And they said, let's go put tubes in the other one. So I don't have to be back here, you know, in two weeks. And, oh, I'm going on, I'm going on a trip. And um, just give me the antibiotics. I'm like, you don't really have a sinus infection. I said, just, just give me an, an just give me an antibiotic. And that antibiotic, um, you know, and I'm like, no, you can't have an antibiotic. Um, so sorry about that. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of was my pivotal point that people did not want to take responsibility for their own care. Yeah, I think I think that is still prevalent yeah. <laughs> for the U.S. You but yeah. yeah, they want you to do it for them. Yeah. Like if you can do it for me. So yeah, that was kind of my pivotal point. And I joined, started my journey as a naturopath in 2004 and I haven't looked back. Yeah. Beautiful. So you started off our interview saying that you helped others be successful and build practices. Tell us a little bit about that. What was your role in helping others be successful? Going in and assessing the situation and making sure the paperwork was together. Like uh, I remember one time I was doing corporate wellness and they wanted to bill certain things. And I'm like, how can you bill for an ankle brachial, brachial index when you don't even examine the leg? You know, so it was that type of thing. Like, okay, your insurance aren't, you know, they will not pay for this. So going in and showing them the medical side, they had the business side but showing them how to maximize their dollars with that okay. and showing them how to run the practice. Cause it's like, if you get this, you need this. And it's interesting. I'm at a standstill. I know what to do, but I'm almost paralyzed in a sense. Now I got to grow my team because I know what to do. And it actually drives me a little bit crazier because <laughs> this has to be done. This has to be done. This has to be done, but I'm only one person. So I can't do it all. So yeah, that's, that's classic entrepreneurship right? You, you don't have the money to hire what you need, but you need to hire people to continue scaling 
And it's that like catch 22 that I find myself in that all the time. Right. And then you have to make so much more money to pay for the team you just hired so you could make more money. (laughs) And I think we make very pitfalls. I've hired in the past just for a warm seat, but you're really now I'm focusing on higher to where I want to go. Yeah. And so that take, takes a stretch. Yeah. Have you um, found that leadership skills have been developing along the way? Because if you're, I'm assuming this happens with everyone, but I'm assuming in medicine as well, that you're, you're trained to be a doctor, you're trained to be a healer, you're trained to help right? You didn't really go to business school. And then once you get the business going, you really weren't trained to be a leader either. Right? There's this like this, there, there are other things to entrepreneurship that have to build into your business. And we all don't have the skills because so many times all of us go, we start a business through our passion. And then we have no idea how to get it off the ground or develop. And then once we develop, if we're successful there, and we made it through those first few years, how do you scale? How do you get better? How do you step out of that daily role if that's what you want to do? So what has that journey been like for you? Actually, it's been great. And then to speak on what you're saying, we all are leaders. We just have to bring it out. And so it's almost like when you're, when you're tried in the fire, yeah, things come up. And when they come up and you look at that, you're like, oh my God, I got, I'm dirty. I'm not as clean as I thought I was, you know? <laughs> and you're looking at that and you have to reflect with yourself. So knowing your strengths and knowing your weaknesses is what has been key for me. And just realizing that I, you know, I'm not an admin person and that is my weakness. Yep. So I need somebody with admin and I can do it, you know, and it's done. But is it done well into perfection? And that's it. You know, I took a course one time and she was saying, if you can, if you're spending your time as an entrepreneur, and I think this is big as a leader, we don't like to give up, you know, we want to hold on to everything. If somebody else can do that, if you have to do it, then that's fine. But if somebody else can do it, you need to give it up. So that has been my thing as far as leadership. I mean, I think we're all born leaders. Um, in what way, but we're not leaders in, like you're saying, business. I don't have a business degree, but I have innate business uh, instinct. And I think that's entrepreneur. We have the instinct. Might not know the why, but we know this has to be done. Yeah. And I think we get to learn that as time goes on. We get to learn and cultivate that. I've had to take courses with that. I'm in a certified business coaching course right now so I can learn the framework and we can't hide behind I don't know okay I didn't know how to do medicine uh 30 years ago but I figured it out you know so I think that's the beauty of it it's just finding what we need and sharpening our skill set and do you surround yourself with others that are doing it because I think I find that to be the most important I went to business school and they did not teach me how to run a business. Okay. Right? They taught me how to be a CEO of Disney and McDonald's and some of those big things, but not all of us get those jobs or even want them, right? They didn't teach me to just love what I work or entrepreneurship or how hard it is or even delegating, um, you know, but I feel that that was all part of my learning curve, right? And I teach other people business. So, you know, saying, hey, here are some huge mistakes I've made. 
you know, hiring, firing, you know, setting it up, you know, I'm still learning, but I find that right now when I'm in this, this scaling mode, right, that I need to surround myself with people that are more successful than I am, that have made the mistakes that can give me some guidance, some, some, some support, even, even when I fail, just going, yeah, I did too, you know, and, and it's okay, we, we get better. So who do you surround yourself with? Like-minded people, but sometimes I find myself that, you know, they said, if you're the smartest person in the bunch, you need to get find a new bunch. Yeah. So it's like, I'm to that point now. Yeah. Having, having to find those people. Yeah. And that's hard as you start, you know, as you start to grow and scale um, and understanding that people are, have it together in one area, but maybe not another area. So I need somebody in this area to surround myself with. And Absolutely. then I have this person to kind of help with that. So that's kind of been the challenge of just trying to find that right person that, like you said, that can speak into your life and can speak over your life and can let you know, like, okay, well, sorry, get back up. You're going to be all right. By your ears, it's normal. Yeah. And, you know. and, keep, and keep going. I, like you did mention, though, sometimes as leaders, we keep going in that wrong direction you know, because we're determined. And I think that's more of just sitting with yourself every year before the end of the year, I sit with myself kind of and shed what didn't serve me and just like kind of be really honest. Like, really, did that just, you know, if you're pushing against a wall and it ain't moving, is that really what you want to continue doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. It's interesting. Sometimes, it, you know, sometimes that is the right way you need to go, you know, but it's like, you just need to change how you're doing it. You yeah. Know? So that, and that, that has been interesting to learn to learn, like, I need to get in this, but it's like, don't go to the front door, go to the back door. Oh, okay. That makes sense. You know, I so it's that. nice to have that person there to kind of guide you kind of like, well, have you ever thought about it? So I, that's why I love the book being around, you know, like-minded people we're all in the same you know same stage where we're trying to scale we did we built but now it's time to expand and grow and get our message out there and i think it's beautiful what you're doing with this book thank you let's talk a little bit uh about your chapter um what's the what was the chapter what's the name of your chapter that you wrote uh the healing legacy finding purpose and passion and pursuing natural medicine Beautiful. And what was your experience writing? I know that you've been in a collaborative book before, so this wasn't your first experience writing, but um, I always find, even though I've done a collaborative book before, or my, our first book, that every time I write my story, I feel something different from it. It's not, writing is much different than saying it, talking about it with others. But when I write it, I feel like I'm also releasing something. Yeah. Right. And it goes a little deeper. What was that experience like for you this time? It was really honor and belonging. And I'm doing what I need mm -hmm. to do, what I need to do. And it's, you know, and my grandmother just her imprint. But as I was writing it, I focused so much on my grandmother. And then after I finished, I'm like, but it was my grandfather too. He's kind of was the drive. And I left that, you know, left that part out. But I, that was the realization because my grandfather only had a sixth grade education, um, but wow. he was a carpenter. 
Mm-hmm. And he could walk in a room and say, this is a plus 11 by 12 room and I need 20, 20 sheets of sheetrock. And I'm looking at him like, huh, what? <laughs> you know, and when he finished, he would be like, he could do math like nobody's business. So because he couldn't read and that well, I would have to go into his Sanford and Son dread truck and sit there and we would drive around to his different sites and I would read his contracts. So that was wow. like, I never thought about that. But as I'm writing the book, it came up and I'm writing my chapter. And I was like, I totally forgot this over here. I've been focusing on this, but that really was kind of the drive for the business. So, you know, for this book, it was talking about your business and I didn't share it in my chapter, but as I, as I finished, I realized that he played just a major role as my grandmother did. What a beautiful story. Wow. And you can see how connected you are to your grandparents. Yeah. What a beautiful story. And it, you can you can see the passion and the inspiration that was brought to you through all of that. So beautiful, so beautiful. Um, for someone who may be listening and is thinking, gosh, I would love a naturopathic practice one day. What is advice you would leave for them? Find somebody that serves you. You can look, uh, I'm a member of the Institute of Functional Medicine. Okay. And most of those patients are, tra- uh, most of those providers are trained. So you mm-hmm. can do IFM.org, find somebody in your area. And we need to look at our providers as hard as we look at buying a car or a house. Okay. Um, we look, yeah, we look at them as like, okay. And there are some primary cares that are into this space as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you don't like them, that's fine. You are paying them either with your insurance or if they're self-pay, you are paying them. It has to be a mutual respect. And um, if you like them all the time, it's not good. They're going to challenge And if you don't like them all the time, that's not good. So you want to find somebody, like I said, as like a coach, somebody that's going, that's going to challenge you into doing some difficult things, but in the long run, you're going to love them. So that would be my advice. So beautiful. What do you love the most about your work? I love gratification when people come back and I know that I've helped them and I look at them. Uh, my, my case that I can remember was this young lady, she was bald and low self-esteem was she had an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. And she called me about six weeks into, the, uh, six months into the program. And she says, Dr. Curtis, my, my hair is growing back. And I'm like, yeah, right, okay. So she came in and I'm like, oh my God, your hair's grown back. She said, I told you. <laughs> and so to see her now, she's, uh, she has a little girl and she, her little girl, this Aww. is so serendipity that her little girl was born. We shared the same birthday. <gasps> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So we call her my birthday twin. Her, her hair is fun. Her hair is full head of hair. Um, she's got her uh, um, self-esteem back. And she was a teacher. And because of her experience, now she's going to be a nutrition because she wants to help people because she was helped. Oh, God. That comes full circle for me. I feel like yeah. I'm going to cry now, but that extends what my grandmother gave me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What beautiful stories you have. <laughs> I, I can't wait to read your chapter. 
Um, for those listening, I have not read anyone's chapter until after we interview them, and then I will read everyone's chapter. But thank you so much for being a part of this show and for being in our book and writing a chapter. Um, what? How can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you, your work, your journey? What's the best way? And first of all, I want to say thank you for reaching out to me, to ask me to be a part of it. And I was it was at a time where I'm like, I don't have time to do this right now. And then you just kept persisting and kept persisting and kept persisting. And I'm like, okay, it's one of those things. I'll do it. it. (laughs) And I am so ever grateful for you for being that uh, persistent uh, person. But they can reach me on my website. It's 3D Wellness and it's spelled out T-H-R-E-E-D Wellness. It looks like 3D. Um, and also through, um, that's, that's where you can reach me. And I have the really, I just redid my website. It has a video, um, that you can listen to. We do 15 minute uh, discovery calls with my health coach. If you're on the fence and if you are out of state, I have patients that actually travel in state. I just have to see you once a year. And the other way you can reach me, I do a lot of stuff on Instagram. It's Dr. Dr. Period Sansa, S-O-N-C-A Curtis. And I do a lot of stuff on Instagram. And you can follow me on LinkedIn as Dr. Sansa. Wonderful. Thank you again for being a part of the book, for being on this show, and for all you do in the world. Well, thank you. You know, how do we change the world? One person at a time. And thank you for being that extended person to make me bring it out. So thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone, thank you as well for joining us today. For more information about the Soul Professional Movement, you can go to soulprofessional.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Natural Life Business Partnership, a global professional organization and business incubator for the soul-aligned entrepreneur. If you live in a higher vibration, have an alternative approach to business, and want to help repair the world, join us to learn more at soulprofessional.com, and you can find a date for our next meet and great. Um, Bye, everyone. And thanks for being a part. Bye. Bye.